I believe in the American dream. This is Pastor Mike Kramer of New Life Church, your home of positive faith, bringing you power for living. Come to the cross and find forgiveness. Get into His Word and you'll find strength for your soul. Tap into the love that God has given. And you'll find power for living. Power for Living is a positive faith ministry. We believe that a positive attitude in life is an expression of the positive faith which embraces a powerful truth that with God all things are possible. Pastor Mike Kramer is a founder of Power for Living, senior pastor at New Life Church, and the author of the inspirational book, Power Moments. Tap into the love that God has given. And you find power for My friend, I'm not ashamed to say I still believe in the American dream. I believe the American dream is the inspirational story of the unconquerable human spirit. The American dream embodies principles of faith, hope, and love. The American dream embraces the positive faith that believes the powerful truth that with God, all things are possible. The American dream that burned in the hearts of our forefathers was born in faith and bathed in prayer. I believe that the American dream is a vision of success based on the values of Scripture. Today, I want to speak on the subject of honoring our American heritage. Psalm 33:12 says, "Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and the people whom he has chosen as his own inheritance." Now I realize that pertained to the nation of Israel in the Old Testament, but I believe the principle can also apply to us as Americans today when we keep our faith in the Lord. By the way, let me share something that's sort of interesting. It's called the cycle of civilizations that have lasted 200 years or more. Listen to the cycle. It begins with bondage that gives birth to spiritual faith. Spiritual faith gives birth to courage. Courage gives birth to liberty. Liberty paves the way for abundance. Abundance tends to usher in selfishness. Selfishness leads to complacency. Complacency leads to apathy. Apathy leads to dependency And dependency takes them right back into bondage. My friend, I think that's a little bit of a wake-up call for us as Americans. We need to recognize that the bondage of yesteryear is what produced the spiritual faith that inspired our nation to get started, and we need to keep it going in that direction. You know, honoring our American heritage includes remembering the bedrock of our heritage. Isaiah chapter 51 and verse 1 says, Listen to me, you who follow after righteousness, you who seek the Lord, look to the rock from which you were carved out of. Yes, my friend, as Americans, we can look to that spiritual rock that we were carved out of. Remember our roots and the foundation of our faith. It's been said that South America was discovered by men searching for gold. The United States was began 
by men who wanted to serve God. Now, I realize not all of our forefathers were Christians, but most of them embraced what we would call the Judeo-Christian ethic. In 1607, when they founded Jamestown, the first thing they did was erect a large wooden cross and held a public prayer meeting. November 11, 1611, when the Mayflower Pact uh, was signed, they said it was for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith. December 16, 1611, when the pilgrims landed at Plymouth Harbor, they fell on their knees and blessed the God of heaven. Pilgrims built churches before they built their own homes. In those days, politicians had to express their public faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in order to hold public office. Our first institutions like Harvard, Yale, and Princeton began as institutions to train pastors. You know, we could go on and on and on. The Declaration of Independence, we are created and endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights, that of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Our coins say, in God we trust. You know, the first Great Awakening led by men like Jonathan Edwards and George Whitfield, sort of gave the strength of the Revolutionary War. The Second Great Awakening by the circuit-riding preachers gave the strength for the War of 1812. My friend, we could go on and on and on. Andrew Jackson said, That book, sir, is the rock on which our republic rests. Yes, my friend, honoring our American heritage includes remembering the bedrock of our heritage. Secondly, I believe that honoring our American heritage includes remembering the boundaries of our heritage. You know, the Ten Commandments are a moral foundation. It's a compass to guide us. It's a uh, thermometer to take our spiritual temperature. It's a mirror to remind us of God's mercy. It's a chauffeur that drives us to Christ. Galatians tells us that the law leads us to Christ, but it's also a moral compass to guide us. You know, those are found in Exodus chapter 20, verses 3 through 17. But God says, first of all, to have no other gods before the Lord. I call that the one boundary that leads to every blessing. It starts with putting God first in our life. He says, have no idols. You know, an idol is anything that's more important to us than our faith in the Lord. And that's really an empty exchange. It says, don't take the name of the Lord in vain. In other words, we should take God seriously. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. That's sort of a sacred rhythm to our supernatural reality. My friend, when you take a day a week, set it aside to worship the Lord, spend time with your family, sort of uh, press the reset button, if you will. It, it really helps you in that rhythm of life. Honoring our parents, that's the idea of respecting our roots. We're not to kill. That's the idea of murder. That doesn't mean that we cannot have uh, military for uh, national defense and those sort of things. Romans 13 makes it clear that God has ordained a government to establish those kinds of uh, institutions, if you will, whether it's military, police, those kinds of things, to protect us and so forth. But we're not to take matters into our own hands. We're not to become vigilantes and just uh, murder at the drop of a hat. That's really the idea. Do not murder. Uh, let the court system handle things and let our national uh, defense handle things for the foreign shores and so forth. 
Do not commit adultery. You know, love inspires loyalty. Do not steal. That leads the idea of respect and responsibility. Don't lie. I like to say truth is the foundation of trust. You know, all relationships are based on trust. And trust is rooted in truth. In fact, the triangle of trust is a principle that I teach uh, in various leadership settings. And certainly I've taught it here uh, at New Life. But that's the idea of honesty, loyalty, and integrity. I call that the triangle of trust. Honesty. Speak the truth. Now speak it in love, but mean what you say and say what you mean. Uh, loyalty. You know, be loyal to those you love and so forth. And then integrity. That's about being real, being genuine, not being phony. It's not about being perfect. My friend, none of us are perfect. The only perfect one is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And never forget, imperfect people crucified the perfect one. So it's not about perfection. It is about being genuine and being real. Don't covet. And that's the idea of cultivating contentment so my friend you know there's an old saying that I grew up with uh, growing up in the country and a lot of farmers used to sort of pass on this little uh, nugget of wisdom if you will they used to say before you tear down a fence find out why it was built in the first place you know that's some good wisdom and so I would just say before we start you know, taking things down and all that kind of stuff, find out why it was put there to begin with. And when I think of it in terms of moral compass, moral boundaries, we should recognize that God gave these moral boundaries to the nation of Israel. And every one of them are either specifically repeated or implied in the New Testament. You know, Jesus said he did not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law. And so, The Old Testament law was divided into the moral law, which is the Ten Commandments, the civil law, which was uh, how the nation of Israel was to govern themselves, and then also the ceremonial law. You read it in like book of Exodus and so forth, Leviticus, the various sacrifices, and that was what we would call the ceremonial law. Now, the civil law and the ceremonial law, those have been set aside through the fulfillment of Jesus Christ. The moral law is still there as a guide, a moral guide, if you will, to be our compass in life. I mean, how do you go wrong by following the Ten Commandments? Now, again, we don't go to heaven by obeying the Ten Commandments, but they are a moral compass for us in life. We go to heaven by receiving Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. So honoring our American heritage includes remembering the bedrock of our heritage. Listen, again, not everybody that founded our country, they were not all Christians, but they had a moral fiber. and They believed in a creator. They, they believed in a higher power, if you will. And that, that sort of set the stage. Now, many of them were believers in Christ, but not all. And so I'm not here saying that America has necessarily always been a Christian nation and so forth, but that has certainly been a big part of the bedrock of the fabric of our country. Now, again, that does not mean that America has always been perfect in everything that we do. And there have been injustices along the way. We all recognize that. Things that have had to be taken care of, we 
We certainly acknowledge that. But still, America is still the greatest country in the world. It is still the land of opportunity. There are those that want to tell us that it's just simply the land of oppression. Now, I'm not saying there's never been oppression, but we have sought to right those wrongs through the years. And it's still the land of opportunity where someone can seek to achieve their goals uh, as they see fit. Well, honoring our American heritage includes remembering the blessing of our heritage. You know, Psalm 33, 12 says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Proverbs 14, 34 says, Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Righteousness, just a big word for the right way of living. You know, when they were writing the uh, Declaration of Independence, Ben Franklin said, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Literally quoting Psalm 127 and verse 1. At Valley Forge, when their back was against the wall, George Washington dropped to his knees and just went before the Lord seeking God's mercy. Even General Patton in World War II, it's the the Battle of Bastogne. You know, there's that classic scene in the movie, which I believe is based pretty much on historical fact, where he asked for a weather prayer. And I've talked to people that through the years that I've gotten to know a few that served under Patton. Now, most of them have gone on to be with the Lord now, but they verify that. General Eisenhower, his favorite song was What a Friend, we have in Jesus. My friend, there is a spiritual heritage that guarded our past, and if we allow it, it can guide us into the future. You know, freedom, free enterprise, the freedom of religion, you know, we can seek to live as we see fit. And it's our duty to honor the blessings of our country. Well, my friend, America's not perfect, but it's still a wonderful place to live, and I believe the greatest place in the world. And I just want to say to all those that serve our country, whether it's in the military, the police officers, EMTs, all those kinds of things, uh, pastors, all these kinds of humanitarian efforts, thank you, politicians. Let's do the best you can to keep America free, home of the brave, land of the free, all of those wonderful things. But may we always keep the American dream alive and well to pursue life as you see fit under the hand of God for the glory of God. And my friend, God will bless you for it. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and be gracious to you. May the Lord give you peace in your heart and power for living. Amen.